This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. What a glorious meltdown yesterday on Twitter after Elon Musk confirms and they confirm publicly Elon Musk has now bought Twitter. It is a glorious, glorious day. Everything is different today. I've been talking about it for three weeks. I am honored that you stuck with us and I did not waste your time. I told you the sale was likely going to go through for various reasons. I told you there was a threat of sabotage the company. I'll confirm that too. And I told you that the libs were going to melt down because censorship is, that is their platform, censorship. That's what totalitarians do. I'll show you that. Loaded, loaded show for you today. Please don't go anywhere. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using the internet without VPNs, like leaving your kids with a stranger. Yeah, sometimes you may be okay, but probably not worth the risk, right? Get a VPN, go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it. I've got that. The media humiliating themselves yesterday. Huge update on President Trump and Twitter. Uh, to come in a five-alarm fire for liberals. Obama jumping in on the mix, too. I'll show you how they're in a total panic. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joe. Let's go there, daddy Meet the new boss. Meet the new boss. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Bye to the old boss. Meet the new boss. Uh, very excited about today's show. Woke up jumping because it's a new world. One of the libs, the leftist, Soviet, totalitarian, communist, zero, slime bag, sleazeball, loser, left. Do you think that's enough modifiers? <laughs> Ways of censoring us. Twitter looks like that little means to making us into a new Soviet style communist country has now gone down the tubes, flush like a toilet bowl. And it's a glorious day. So I figured I'd start with this little comic relief for you. Our good friend libs of TikTok on Twitter and on Truth, by the way who goes out to TikTok and pulls the most hilarious videos of liberals posting their own L's, went to TikTok and pulled these three. Here are libs having a totally normal one for libs, which usually means crazy. That is a normal one for liberals. Having a totally normal one on TikTok um, after Elon bought Twitter yesterday. Thank you, Joe and uh, Guy and Jim, for the uh, edits, because there's a lot of cussing in this here. Check this out. Well, it looks like Twitter's gone. They accepted the money. And Elon Stalin is taking over. So f you, Twitter, and goodbye forever, you insane Q-like forum. Or soon to be insane like Q-like forum. Peace out. Bye. Elon Musk, this is directly to you. Enjoy Twitter. I just deactivated mine. I will not be reactivating it. Enjoy. I deactivated my account and deleted the app. That's what I think of it. Elon Musk. Today, Twitter has announced that they've been bought by Elon Musk or however you say his name. Um, I'm not interested in staying on Twitter anymore because of this. And I think there's a lot of people that are about to leave. So I just wanted to let everyone know that you can find me here. I'm going to also share this on Twitter before I deactivate my account so that anyone who wants to follow me can find me here as well. Hey, I did a thing today. I deactivated my Twitter account. You can too. Yes, you can, Libs. Yeah, man. Hey, come on. Come on. That's at least a really. Oh, you 
Get with the program. Double, That's baby. A, we haven't had a Muttley in a while. I appreciate Joe's very selective about the Muttleys, though. I appreciate that. It shows yeah. you've been thinking about you. I think that's a double, though. That is a definite double Muttley. Libs losing their minds. By the way, I listen, whether you stay or go on Twitter, I don't care. Just a little programming note for me. A couple people have emailed me. Actually, quite a few, more than a couple. I'm sure it'll be a question on the Thursday, Friday questions for Dan. Are you going to come back to Twitter and start posting there? And the answer is, uh, I don't know. Uh, my account, my team uses it. Uh, we have Bongino Report. We have my personal account. They use it. We do post content there. Uh, but my thoughts, like when I have to microblog on something, I go to Truth or Parlor. Okay, uh, am I going to come back? I don't know. Um, I haven't made that decision yet. But thanks for the question. But libs are melting down. I don't care if you go. I don't think anyone else will miss you either. <laughs> Bye now. Now, yeah. just to be clear. I don't care. I really don't care. It's not my platform. I legitimately don't care from a business sense. Having said that, I'm not a hypocrite either, Joe. And I have said in the past, and I'll continue to say going forward, that it is not a business model. It is not a business model to reject customers. So even though liberals are crazy and are threatening to leave, it's not a good idea in a social media space to have people leave, even the crazy ones. Again, my, I'm a business guy. None of that changes because I'm not a fraud like the left. Having people leave a social media platform that requires social interaction and leaving people who don't socially interact is not a good thing. Understood. But I don't care. You get it? I don't care. I'm an investor in Parler. I, uh, I, I love Truth Social. I don't care. Here's uh, the media people, lefty wingnut Ari Melber, totally humiliating himself you would, I, this is a lefty nut on MSNBC. I want you to pay close attention to what he says here. It's about 30 seconds. And I want you to keep in mind the whole time. He's describing exactly what Twitter did to interfere in the 2020 election by suppressing the Hunter Biden story. And yet a complete, total lack of self-awareness. He seems to have missed that. Check this out. You own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees, or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else. And the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. Elon Musk says this is all to help people because he is just a free speech, philosophically clear, open-minded helper. Is it, guys, am I, is this guy for real? He's nuts. Did, I mean, you want to talk about like a total, like, like without any irony, he just said that, man, they could suppress information. You wouldn't find out about it till after the election. You mean like the Hunter Biden story, you dipwad? Like that actually happened. Did you miss that? These, I mean, Holy again, cow. I, I, yes, yes. I, I, I'm very proud of the fact that I don't lick my finger, see where their political winds are going and change my mind. Losing customers on Twitter is not a business model, even if they're crazy, okay? I said that before when they kicked off conservatives and saying it now that liberals are leaving. I'm also being clear, again, I don't care. It's not my business. You do what you want. You want to leave? Leave. It's a free world. Go right ahead. Free, well, it's free country. It's not a free world. But Ari Melber clearly laying out what the left-wing wingnuts did to interfere in the 2020 election and implying that that could happen going forward to liberals when it happened to conservatives, and yet he leaves that part out, is fascinating. Then we have Bezos, uh, Amazon CEO, chiming in, saying, well, Elon gets a lot of battery materials from China. Does China have leverage over us? Really? He's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, you think? You think. Bezos. Now, now, there's a, wait, there's an inside baseball here on this. There's... I'm starting to wonder, Bezos has been very selective, but me and the CEO of Amazon, he has to be very careful, or former, he left. Being one of the richest men in the world. Was there some kind of collusion with Twitter and Bezos? I, I, the answer is I don't know. But I'm saying that because why would Bezos all of a sudden see, be so seemingly angry about Elon's takeover of Twitter? They have something on Bezos? Just asking questions, folks kind of weird for Bezos all of a sudden to start chiming in, right? Especially as uh, one of the richest men in the world. Now, again, you're not wasting your time here, folks. I never waste your time. I love you too much. You've been so great to me. 
I told you yesterday, they run a real risk of sabotage. Sabotage right now. Bloomberg article yesterday, Twitter locks down product changes after agreeing to the Musk bid. The Musk bid, listen, this was not done by a few ham and eggers in a garage. Elon Musk brought in professionals to do this takeover. He is not going to buy a company for $44 billion and then let them just sabotage the platform. So they've locked the changes. I told you that yesterday. That was going to be a serious concern. The tech investor myself, not nearly on the scale of Elon, but that's always a big concern. Now, if they do that, of course, they open themselves up to possible, civil, definitely civil liability, but likely criminal liability too, depending on the extent of the damage and what they did. So more updates yesterday. Again, a monstrous story. Their primary censorship tool on the left, Twitter, where all the reporters are uh, now, Elon Musk owns it, private company now. Again, I told you, the likelihood was that Trump would not go back to Twitter. Go back and listen to the show. It's Fox News. Trump will not return to Twitter, even as Elon Musk purchases platform. will begin using his own true social. Tune in. You're always a week ahead of the news cycle. Did I not say that last week and the week before? He, now, listen, Will if he runs for office, they will likely do some campaign account, which would just be smart. But like me, where I maintain a personal account on Twitter, but my personal thoughts, like we'll send articles, links to the show. You get what I'm saying? This has been very unclear. And I'm, again, it's my fault for being unclear about my, my position on Twitter. If I have to blog on something and I have a thought I want to put out there, which I do a lot, like sometimes two or three times a day, which for me is a lot, I go to Truth or Parlor, right? Trump will probably do the same thing. They'll probably start a campaign account, campaign updates. That would just be smart, right? But his thoughts, how he feels about something, you're going to have to go to truth. I said that a couple of weeks ago. And that's why all the people asking yesterday, I got a lot of solicitations from media folks and others asking me questions about stuff. Hey, what does this do to true social? Does this crush truth social? I said, how? True Social has the most important micro blogger in the world. Trump, I, about 5 10% of the traffic on Twitter, folks, is about Donald Trump. Where Trump goes, social media goes. We, Truth Social, the conservative ecosystem has Trump. So no, I don't see how this hurts Truth Social at all, despite the left's eagerness for this thing to go away. Now, one thing I discussed too before. Musk owning Twitter puts big tech in a real bind. I'm going to do a monologue on my show this weekend about the real power centers in tech and unfiltered Saturday night. Please don't miss it. It's super important. The Apple app store, I can't emphasize to you enough, is a huge play here. If they ban your app, they can basically destroy your platform. Believe me, I went through it with Parler. Okay. Now they have a problem. Because if, Musk's, if Musk institutes a free speech policy at Twitter, in other words, if it's not illegal, you can post it, then the App Store bans Twitter. What are they going to do? Have people rush over to social, uh, to True Social and Parlor? You, you, you guys get it? Am I just making sense? Yeah. There's nothing they can do. Right. What are they going to do? Ban Musk and leave the only options out there for microblogging? The Truth and Parlor? Come on. They, they, this is why Musk has them all short ones. Ah, cup check. He's got everybody, all a big tech now by the short ones. And by the way, it was a total victory for Elon. Total, total. Even left-leaning Axios. How Musk won. They know, we still don't know exactly what happened behind the scenes, but Twitter's board capitulated. Musk never raised his price for the company. Twitter also was unable to secure a go shop agreement that would have allowed the company to solicit better superior bids. And it doesn't sound, this is even better folks. It doesn't sound like the Twitter board got any operational concessions at all, like maintaining employee levels or the ban on former president Trump. They got nothing, nothing, nothing. Total victory. I knew it. I knew I was waiting for you to do. I knew you were waiting for. I knew you were sitting on that. That's why I put a little. The I knew it. I can like read your mind. You will. You will get nothing. The smells exhortation, and you will like it. They got nothing. Total victory. 
Now, where do I always go for the leftist craziness in the morning? It's become a morning routine for me. Playbook. They should call it political playbook, uh, uh, parentheses, meltdowns on the left chronicled in lifetime. Political playbook this morning. Hilariously, hilariously, they've got to take a shot at true social. Here, they, they because they can't, they can't take the fact that the platform has been not just a success, but a phenomenal success. I'll actually produce data in a minute showing you how crazy these playbook people are. They say Republicans, we spoke, predicted that Trump won't be able to resist the urge to see retweets and likes on his post. They're saying he's going to go back to Twitter, right? Then they note, could he stay on true social? Sure. But that platform has been something of a disaster. Trump himself seems to realize this and has posted on it only once. Been a disaster. You guys know that? You guys know it's been a disaster? He's got like 10,000 followers on it. Yeah, it's been a total disaster, fellas. Which is weird because... I went to the app store this morning and I, I saw this. What is that? Top free apps. Truth Social, number one. Twitter, yeah. number two. What a disaster. said, Joe, what a disaster. It's disastrous. What a disaster. I mean, gosh, number one. Number one app in the world. Not number one app in its category. Number one app in the world. What a disaster. How did they? My gosh, you playbookers, man. Journalism. Got such good journalism. Rachel Bade and Eugene Daniels. You guys, did you guys get your degree from Denny's, like fact checker Bill McCarthy? What a disaster. Total disaster, True Social's been from the start. Here's another one. Uh, here's me on Truth. I've only been on the platform since February 14, 2022. It's April 26, so just a few months. Yeah, 950,000 followers. Actually, let's get a live update here because I only took this screenshot from my phone. A little bit ago, I'm sorry. Uh, Nine sixty six. We're right. at sixty. We're at sixteen thousand more, Joe. Just in the hour or so since. I, what a disaster! It is. What a monstrous. What a terrible sight. Now this goes to show you that these people are not serious. Key, can you put the playbook thing up again? I'm sorry. I just want to because I want to show you again how silly and stupid and ridiculous these people are, and why you should never take them seriously. Sorry, I'm throwing Guy for a total loop. Everything they say is not motivated by facts. Oh, here's another hilarious part of this. Trump himself seems to realize it's a disaster and has posted on it only once. Okay, we can get back on track now. Um, as I told you, folks, without giving up any inside baseball, uh, maybe the reason President Trump isn't posting is because the platform has been such a phenomenal success and there's so much interest. And there's so many people on there that if President Trump were to post before they had rolled out the beta test, it would like melt the internet down and servers would be on fire everywhere on planet Earth. You ever think of that? You imbeciles over at Playbook? Of course you didn't. Because you wanted to frame it as a disaster and make up a totally, totally 100% fake news story that Trump and his platform are a disaster. You you, you never, right, right, disaster for the media. You've never considered the fact that maybe he's not posting because it's been such a success and so many users jumped on board that he may melt down the entire internet and they want to be sure. Did you ever consider that? Of course you didn't. You're morons. Oh, gee, here we go. Time for the mug. Sorry. Now, this is a current thing. Remember we support the current thing if you're a lefty geese mug, NPC face guy? Geese, like, how is it a current thing? The current thing is, Donald Trump started True Social, so it has to be a disaster. That's the current thing. That's the current no right. The current thing. No matter what data comes out that says otherwise, millions of users, number one app. It doesn't matter. The current thing is Donald Trump sucks. We therefore must say his platform is garbage. This is what I love about the left. They are they do it to themselves every time. Embarrassing, humiliating train wrecks. All right, one final story. I get to my second sponsor, then a five-alarm fire for the libs. Folks, come to Florida, man. Um, on bended knee. If you are a conservative, libertarian, or Republican, um, and, or a patriot, Florida is open for business, man. This is becoming conservative media HQ, man. If you're a Star Trek fan, Guy, are you a Star Trek guy? Guy is not a Star Trek guy. So, well, he's a Star Wars guy. Okay. Yeah, me too. This is the Millennium Falcon of conservatism. Folks, everybody's coming to Florida. You got Trump down here. Here's an Axios article, be in the newsletter. With Trump and Rumble, Florida becomes conservative media headquarters. Yeah, you're darn right. Let me go through the list of who's down here. Levin, me, Shapiro, down in Boca, right? Trump, you got Rumble down here. You got DeSantis, obviously. You got Gates down here. 
you got a you got a bunch of really strong, solid, rock solid conservatives. Even Scott Rick Scott, who I think screwed up with the Rumble thing, but his plan was actually a pretty good one, folks. Florida is becoming conservative media headquarters. Rumble's now on the west coast of Florida. It's only a matter of time for all these companies start piling in. I only bring that up to wrap this segment up because I want to make an appeal to Elon. I love what you're doing. And uh, please come to Florida. Move Twitter to Florida. We would love, love to have you. Come to Florida. A lot of opportunities for partnerships there. We'd love to see you. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Okay, folks, it is a five-alarm fire for liberals. They are panicked. They are freaking out. The narrative control and censorship is the only thing they have. They can't defend their ideas, so they have to censor the opposition, pointing out the fallacy of their dopey positions. They can tell you who can speak. I'm going to get to that later. Showing you how much power they have and how committed they are to censorship, you have to ask yourself the question, who can speak and who's afraid to speak? If the answer to that question is who's afraid to speak is conservatives, you know that it's really gotten bad. So they're freaking out. Here's the long and short of it. The European Union, which has gone full-blown socialist communist right now, uh, uh, is trying to move this law through to the finish line, targeting big tech over, quote, hate speech and disinformation. Here's the article in the AP. Folks, what does that mean? means the European Union is targeting conservative thought. That's it. That's it. It's not open for negotiation. That's what they're doing. Okay. The leftist nuts in the EU want these tech platforms. And now they're all tripling and quadrupling down after Elon are terrified that conservatives will be allowed to speak. So they're going to call it hate speech. Now, how do I know this is targeted at conservatives? The law called the Digital Services Act. Look who supports it. According to AP. Ben Scott, a former tech policy advisor to Hillary Clinton, ha! he said this, the Digital Services Act is nothing short of a paradigm shift in tech regulation. It's the first major attempt to set rules and standards for algorithmic systems in digital media markets, said Ben Scott. Again, former tech advisor to Hillary. Let me translate that for you. Hey, this is great. Now we can use a bunch of laws to kick conservatives off the internet. That's all that means. Hate speech means conservative thought. That's it. CRT, which teaches uh, children to be racist and recommends additional racism in the future. That's what it does. Critical race theory. None of that will be banned under hate speech at all. None. Calling Donald Trump a fascist. None of that will be banned. Hitler. None of that. None of that will be banned. Okay. This is directed at conservative thought. You can tell who else supports it. Hillary. Here's Hillary. I urge our transatlantic allies to push the Digital Services Act across the finish line and bolster global democracy before it's too late. Well, it made it another step further yesterday, and Hillary tweeted again on this thing. They got it done! Exclamation point. She's so excited. Here's Obama, pretending he's being a little more couched in his language here, you'll notice, on the Digital Services Act, but saying, hey, man, this Digital Services Act, you know, we may do things a little different here, but it, quote, points to a need to coordinate. Coordinate? With the EU to boot hate speech or conservatives off the internet? Yeah, that's exactly what he's saying. Here, listen to himself. himself. Right now, Europe is forging ahead with some of the most sweeping legislation in years to regulate the abuses that are seen in big tech companies. And their approach may not be exactly right for the United States, but it points to the need for us to coordinate with other democracies. We need to find our voice in this global conversation. 
We need to find our voice. Huh? What the demo? I'm Joe. I'm confused. I mean, just to be clear, the yeah. Democrats, academia, Obama, and Hillary don't have a voice. They don't. Jeez. They don't have a voice. Did you know that, Joe? They, they, they don't have a. What do you mean they don't have a voice? They control everything. Hollywood. Yeah. The whole entertainment industry outside of Hollywood. Um, academia, sports, culture, big tech, big finance, big corporations. They control everything. They don't have a voice. No, what Obama's really saying there, get ready, is we want our voice to be able to shout down your voice and shut you up. We have to do what the European Union is doing and coordinate. Okay, can we just please get that straight and stop the nonsense? They're panicking. It's a five alarm fire. They probably got wind of this Elon thing a long time ago. They heard about what's going on in the EU and they said, gosh, we really need a little bit more of that here. The ability to use the government to kick off hate speech and threaten platforms. Gosh, we love that. Now, Saki was asked about the Twitter Elon deal yesterday. I want you to pay very close attention to Peppermint here. Where she says that these platforms have to be accountable for harm. Accountable for harm. And like Ari Melber, entirely, completely misses the point, this imbecile in the White House, that it was the Hunter Biden suppression story on Twitter that was harmful because it interfered with the election, right? Yet Twitter's never been accountable for that. Saki misses the point again. Point? Like Ari Melber. <whistles> right over the head. Listen to this. Does the White House have any concern that this new agreement might have President Trump back on the platform? Well, I'm not going to comment on a specific transaction. Uh, what I can tell you as a general matter, no matter who owns or runs uh, Twitter, uh, the president has long been concerned about the power of large social media platforms, uh, what they ha- the power they have over our everyday lives, has long argued that tech platforms must be held accountable for the harms they cause. Uh, he has been a strong supporter of fundamental r- reforms to achieve that goal, including reforms to Section 230, enacting antitrust reforms, requiring more transparency, and more. And he's encouraged uh, that uh, there's bipartisan interest in Congress. Uh, in terms of what hypothetical policies uh, might uh, happen, I'm just not going to speak to that at this point in time. Again, like Ari Melber, just the temerity. She knows what she's doing. Accountable for harms, no matter who owns it. Well, what about when Jack and others and the shareholders own Twitter before Elon and they interfered in an election? Were they accountable? No. Is anyone going to follow up and ask her that? Of course they are. Of course they are. No one wants the truth. It's just embarrassing. It's in, the media is just disgusting. It's really embarrassing. You know, I started out by talking about how the Elon purchase of Twitter is a five-alarm fire for liberals. Now they're going to push for hate speech legislation, Section 230 reform, all of it, in an effort to use government to destroy Elon and Twitter, and truth for that matter. But I said to you at the beginning, you can always tell who has the power by looking at who's allowed to talk and who's afraid to talk. If you are afraid to speak, you do not live in a free country. Do you understand that? That's it's pretty, it's fairly obvious. Like to the liberals, for a moment, take off your partisan hats. I know you hate my guts. I don't like you either. But I'm asking you a serious question before this country descends into total totalitarian madness. If you are afraid to speak, do you really live in a free country? And explain to me if the answer is yes, I'm afraid to speak, how you're free then. You know what? Sometimes we got to go to the housewives for wisdom. The housewives? You mean, no, the show, Housewives. I saw this last night, Breitbart. You know Siggy Flicker? She's awesome. She starred in that, you know, the Bravo show, Real Housewives. I don't know which one it was, but Real Housewives of something. She says most of the housewives throughout the franchise are Trump supporters. I didn't know that but they stay silent to keep their jobs. Who's afraid to speak again, folks? Sometimes you need a reality show full of housewives to tell you the truth. If you're afraid to speak, you don't live in a free country. And believe me when I tell you, that's exactly what the left wants. You afraid and us not free. All right, here's a guy coming up next. George Soros is back again. Back again? Yes, again. Well, he never goes anywhere. His group's always Always have their fingers up the sub. They're always doing something. Always doing something. I'll get to that in a second. Okay, here it is. George Soros is back. We published a book with my uh, editor at BonginoReport.com, Matt Palumbo, called The Man Behind the Curtain, about George Soros and how he has his uh, 
his, his, his operations involved in, in all of these liberal causes. It's a great book. Strongly encourage you pick it up. This popped uh, yesterday at Fox. Secretive Soros-funded group is working behind the scenes with the Biden administration on policy document show. Now, I know how the left is. I can see it already. Look at the left making all this stuff up. The problem is the money trail is already documented and it's the Soros people who want you to believe it's a conspiracy theory by keeping it really secret. First, what are they doing? Well, they say they were founded in 2019 and developed detailed regulatory recommendations for multiple federal agencies, a Soros-funded group, which are published on our website. The GFI, that's the group, GFI site, contains dozens of legal strategy memos for shaping executive orders and regulations in the educational, environmental, healthcare, housing, and labor realm. So, you know, I love it when these George Soros-funded groups advertise what they're doing. They're behind the scenes, pushing for all of these far-left regulatory reforms with the Biden administration. And then we bring it up, and the same kooky leftists go, if it's a conspiracy theory, if it's a conspiracy theory, why are you being so secret about it? Here, as they know in the in note in the Fox piece, GFI, again, that's the group, however, works to remain secretive. Wow, that's kind of weird, Joe. You would think if they, you know, they were proud of what they were doing, they would advertise it out there in the public, right? Yeah. Kind of strange. Yeah, it's invisible, they know, to internet search engines like Google. No news reports or press releases appear on its existence outside of a mention of its related action fund in a previous Fox News article on the $1.6 billion Arabella Advisors Managed Dark Money Network to which it's attached. Imagine waking up every morning a lefty complaining about dark money, whining like Sheldon Whitehouse, screaming, peeing in your diaper like a little infant child, Sheldon Whitehouse and the left there. Dark money, dark money, such a terror. And yet you got this George Soros billionaire out there putting his money everywhere to push causes he believes in pressuring the Biden administration, super secret about it, doesn't even appear on Google. And yet every time we do it, you, you call it a conspiracy theory, which, by the way, whenever you do that, it makes me want to talk about it more because it makes me that it, it, it entrenches and tattoos on my brain the idea that you're afraid of what we're going to find. So that, again, there's nothing you can do to get us to stop. All right, moving on. Soros keeps surfacing. Playbook again this morning, left-wing Ragaruski. Did you catch this one? You're a subscriber. You may have missed this. Evelyn Farkas will be the next executive director of the McCain Institute at Arizona State University. Evelyn Farkas. She was deputy assistant secretary of defense in the Obama administration, congressional candidate. Yeah, yeah, great. So I saw that. Evelyn Farkas, you're probably thinking right now, gosh, that name sounds familiar. Hmm. She's going to be the executive director of the McCain Institute. Isn't that John McCain? Didn't Evelyn Farkas work for the Obama administration? Maybe people need to keep Evelyn Farkas quiet because Evelyn Farkas knows a lot of stuff. Wasn't John McCain's team involved in the whole Spygate thing? Wasn't John McCain's staffer alleged to be one of the people who passed off the dossier to the media? Yes, he was. Well, Evelyn Farkas, a Democrat, by the way, who worked for the Obama administration, is now going to be running the McCain Institute. That kind of sounds like that could be a way to give her a job to shut her up. Remember this cut? Here's Evelyn Farkas on MSNBC. Right after the collusion hoax broke, Donald Trump's colluding with the Russians, talking about how they knew a lot of things about Russia. And, you know, people up at the Hill had to be notified. People up at the Hill, like John McCain, maybe? Remember this one? Get as much information as you can. Get as much intelligence as you can before President Obama leaves the administration because I had a fear that somehow that information would disappear with the senior people who left. So it would be hidden away in the bureaucracy um, that the Trump folks, if they found out how we knew what we knew about their, the staff, the Trump staff dealing with Russians, that they would try to compromise those sources and methods, meaning we would no longer have access to that intelligence. So I became very worried because not enough was coming out into the open and I knew that there was more. We have very good intelligence on Russia. So then I had talked to some of my former colleagues and I knew that they were trying to also help get information to the Hill. Who, who, on, who on the Hill? Who, was that McCain's people? See, folks, it, it, 
Joe, remember the good old days? What was one of our uh, adages we used in the show? Remember the names? Yeah. Uh, I used to give you, I used to talk about remember the names all the time. And uh, me, having been a former investigator, one of the tricks I used to use in cases, I would commit names of these bad guys to memory. It's hard, especially if you have a complicated conspiracy case with a large network of people. It's hard, especially if their names are unfamiliar. It's not a bunch of John Smiths. It's hard to do that. But I would make it a point to memorize the names. Why? Because when you're in a proffer session or an interview with a bad guy, if you don't have the names committed to memory and you constantly have to refer to cheat sheets and stuff, you're never going to make the connections. If you remember the names, the minute a name pops, you're like, oh, that's Evelyn Farkas. Remember the names. I used to say it all the time. People used to laugh. Dan, remember the names. We want to make a t-shirt about it. You memorize the names. All of this stuff comes together, like I said, in a snap. The minute you see it. The minute I saw this in Playbook this morning, I thought, my gosh, Evelyn Farkas. That name sounds familiar. Wasn't she the one talking about getting information to the Hill? Wasn't John McCain on the Hill? Weren't John McCain's people involved in distributing the dossier to the press? Now Evelyn Farkas is the executive director of the McCain Institute. Sounds kind of weird, folks. Sounds kind of strange. By the way, this broke last night, too, speaking of the Spygate collusion case. So the media, as I've told you from the start, was not even knee-deep, not even waist-deep. They were forehead-deep in the sewage of the collusion hoax. So last night, Sussman's team, they were supposed to do it under seal, and it mistakenly got out, released a bunch of documents. And, oh, Joe, these are some beauties here. Apparently, um, these are supposed to be under seal again. Here is Franklin Four, a pretend-to-be journalist, emailing a Fusion GPS guy talking about the Alpha Bank hoax. But it's really important you note the date, May 16, 2016. Wow. Alpha Bank hoax wasn't even firmly entrenched yet. Been out there, but uh, how'd they know about that? Him talking about he's also on the board of Alpha Bank, a journalist emailing Fusion GPS. How are the journalists getting all this stuff? Yeah, I guess that's a big scandal, too. Keep trusting the media, folks, if you're a lefty watching my show. You keep doing that. I'll keep embarrassing you as time goes on. As I told you about Spygate from the beginning, it's a media scandal, too. It is not just a scandal about false information created by Fusion GPS. The media was in on the entire thing from the start. Hey, on top of that, Evelyn Farkas thing. Someone should ask some questions. How'd she get that job? Were there other qualified applicants? They say at National Enquirer, acquiring minds would like to, I'd like to know that too. Okay, uh, moving on. Folks, we have a brewing national security threat here. It's not a joke. Um, hat tip social media. I caught this on uh, Twitter this morning. Forgive me, I forget who sent it out, but picked up some interesting headlines. You know, the President of the United States, ladies and gentlemen, has to be able to speak freely with foreign leaders, even enemies of the United States. Well, why would we want to do that? Because there's this thing called deconfliction, right? If something were to elevate itself tragically to the level of potential nuclear war, wouldn't you think it'd probably be a good idea for the president to be able to pick up the phone, talk to Putin, talk to Kim Jong-un, talk to enemies of the United States and be able to deescalate? Yeah, kind of would. Uh, folks, unfortunately, Biden is such a clown and a joker and is so cognitively not there that apparently we use some left-wing head, left headlines here too. Um, a lot of these foreign leaders will not even pick up their phone calls even more. The Biden administration. This is a very, very day. This is not a joke. This is a very dangerous situation. Here, you doubt me, Daily Beast. Kim Jong-un reportedly not responding to Biden's calls. Next. Top Russian military leaders rep repeatedly decline calls from the United States, prompting fears of sleepwalking into war. Washington Post. Wall Street Journal. Saudi and Emirati leaders decline calls with Biden during the Ukraine crisis. Hmm. New York Post. Biden says Macron from France didn't take his election night call. Talk to the staff instead. Listen, uh, we know the guy is clearly cognitively impaired. Uh, that's self-evident by just watching him. But this is a real problem, folks. Because as time passes... If he has some form of a cognitive impairment, it is not going to get better. There is no medication on the market that can clear completely this situation up. Making matters worse, folks, people inside the White House appear to be jumping ship 
That ship is going down. They are have given up efforts to contain the leak. They are now all is lost. Robert Redford style. They are done abandoning ship going on the little dinghy there. Okay. Washington Examiner. Growing number of top Biden officials eyeing the exits ahead of midterm elections. Folks, I will never forget. I was there for the Bush administration's transition to the Obama administration. I was there. I was in the White House when it happened. I will never forget the last days. And I mean the last days, like two or three, four days till Obama were to take over. People walking out with this look on their faces, just so beaten up with, you know, cardboard boxes full of stuff and pictures they had in the office, you know, personal stuff they had had at their desks. It was the saddest thing I'd ever seen. All looking down and morose. Folks, we're not even at the midterm of this guy's first term yet. I'm telling you, a dangerous national security situation is brewing right now. Nobody takes this guy seriously. And if they don't take Biden seriously, they don't take the country seriously. He is the commander in chief. This is a real problem. All right. I'm going to get to something else the next. Saki with another absurdity. Let me get to my, uh, my last sponsor first. Saki said something yesterday so dumb. I, I, it's more of a reflection, not on Saki because she's not dumb. She thinks you are dumb, but it's a reflection of the media that could ask basic, simple questions when she said this, like, where does the money come from? And of course, they won't do it. God forbid you question Peppermint. Let's get to Helix first. Helix Sleep is a sleep quiz, which takes two minutes to complete, matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. I have a Helix mattress. I love it. You're going to get a mattress you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. Everyone's unique. Helix knows that. So they have several different mattress models to choose from. Even Lucy loves the Helix. I woke up this morning and Lucy crawled into my daughter uh, Amelia's bed to sleep with her on the Helix. I'm not even kidding. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattresses that are great for spinal alignment to prevent morning aches and pains and a Helix plus size mattress for plus size sleepers. Helix even has mattresses with specialized cooling technology. Take the two minute quiz like I did. I got paired with the Midnight Lux mattress. I love it. It's because I have a little issue arthritis with my shoulder. I like something firm. Helps uh, support my shoulders. Helix is terrific. Don't take my word for it though. They were awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2021 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Helix has been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep. It's a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Go today to Helix. It's H-E-L-I-X. HelixSleep.com slash Dan. HelixSleep.com slash Dan. Take their two-minute sleep quiz. Get matched to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Plus, they have a 10-year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. Leave them pick it up for you if you don't love it. You will. A great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders. Plus, you'll get two free pillows too. Go today to helixsleep.com slash Dan, helixsleep.com slash Dan. Check it out. Thanks, Helix. We appreciate it. Love the mattress. Okay. So here was Saki yesterday, again, showing you how clueless this administration is. They have no proposed solutions for anything. Inflation, the border, I'll get to both of those right now. Their only, air quotes, solution to the massive inflation crisis they have, uh, they have just burned our economy down with, and the massive open border, at the side, which they created by incentivizing illegal immigration to the country. Their only solution is to throw out ridiculous talking points, easily debunked, and then blame other people. Here's Saki yesterday uh, when she's asked the question like, hey, inflation's kind of out of control. You guys want to spend more money? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's all paid for. It's all paid for. By who? Here, check this out. The president has pushed those spending proposals. The San Francisco Fed Reserve released a report. They'd be fully paid for, so they're not actually spending proposals. They're proposals okay. to lower costs that are fully paid for. Pa- yes, paid for by who? So again, this is not Econ 707 in a Doctor of Philosophy course. This is Charlie Brown Econ fourth grade. It's not that Saki's dumb. She's even more malicious. She thinks you're dumb. And the media people are dumb because they don't ask follow-ups. So if the government spends money, guys, there's two ways to do it. The government can take the money from its citizens. So if what Saki's saying it's true that it's paid for, yes, she's right, by you. You pay a lot in taxes, now you're going to pay more. Notice how she leaves that part out, paid for. Okay, by who? There's a blank there, by you. 
no, no, I, I, I know there's some liberals that say, no, no, we don't pay for it. Well, because you're dumb. You really, you're just, I'm sorry. You're just really idiots. No, no, you're right. You don't pay for it. Your kids do. Or you can pay for it a second way with debt, which requires the government to do what? Print more money. Yep. Because you don't have the money because you didn't take it from people by taxes now. So you print more money, which creates more money chasing the same or fewer goods, which will worsen the inflation crisis. And even worse, your kids will have to pay it back later. Again, it's paid for. Yeah, no hit with an S in front. Who by who? By you. You can either tax people now or cause massive inflation and tax them later. And by the way, the inflation is a tax because your money is worth less. Again, imagine being so dumb Really, to have openly professed to people you're a leftist, imagine being this stupid. Here's Saki yesterday. She's asked about a hero, a hero, Bishop Evans, Texas National Guard uh, member who died heroically trying to save two alleged drug smugglers from drowning to death. She's asked about it. She gives the perfunctory, yeah, but meanwhile, there's no evidence Biden's called at all the family, which he should. But then she goes on again to say the border's broke. Yeah, you broke it. What's broke? You ever notice how the left, they're just full of focus group tested talking points with no solution at all? There are solutions. A border wall, enforcing remain in Mexico, cleaning up asylum policies, hiring immigration judges. Locating a lot of the courts near the border to take care of logistics. These are not complicated. But notice how she's not interested in proposing solutions because they'd have to implement them. So she just relies on it. Yeah, yeah, the border's broke. And idiots fall for it. Check this out. I don't have any updates at this moment in terms of the president's outreach. But if uh, if that is something I can update you on this afternoon, I will let you know. Does the White House feel any responsibility for his death, given that uh, there, there's reporting that he lost his life, uh, allegedly trying to save uh, two migrants who were smuggling drugs. This is a problem that, you know, the administration has been facing for some time and is obviously, as we've been discussing, getting some criticism on. Is Does the White House feel at all responsible? And what, what more can you offer to people who, you know, are on the border, in border communities, who are experiencing loss and, and trials like this? Well, I, I, of course, we are mourning the, the loss of his life, and we are grateful for the work of every National Guardsman. I would note that the National Guard work for the states, and so he is an employee of the Texas, Texas National Guard, and his efforts and his operation were directed by there, not by the federal government uh, in this in this effort, in this apparatus. Uh, we've, we've long stated that our immigration system is broken. There needs to be more done to invest in smarter security, to have a more effective asylum processing system, and we would welcome any efforts to, uh, for, for any elected officials to work with us on that. You know, Guy brought up a good point that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to discuss, I think, on my Fox show this weekend. So the fake whipping incident where there was no whip and no incident uh, was a media fascination for a week or two. Every pretty much prominent Democrat spoke out about a fake news story, a hoax. Yet, interestingly enough, a heroic National Guard member dies trying to save two alleged drug dealers crossing the country illegally. And uh, all Saki can say is, hey, it's not our problem. Texas did it. So just to be clear, you screw up the border by stopping Remain in Mexico, stopping the building of the border wall, and basically welcoming people here, transporting them around the country with open arms who enter the country illegally. Texas has to clean it up with their own National Guard. And you have the balls to go up in front of that microphone and blame Texas for it and really crap on this guy's memory. It's just disgusting. These people are human filth. They are. They are disgusting what they do. And what a foil, right, between this American hero who died in service to others and these buffoon idiots in the White House. Brett broke. Yeah, you broke it. And then you blame Texas after they now have a body bag start piling up. Folks, please, listen, I've been discussing the problems with voting forever. I get it. I understand your frustration. Me too. And gosh, I hope we can take back the Senate, the House, and the state levels and clean this mess up. I get it. But I'm asking you, 
even despite the problems we know we have. Please don't forfeit. Please get out there in 2022 and at least let's do our best to get rid of these idiots and push these people to clean this mess up. Because let me tell you something, you have two choices right now. A managed decline with the swampy Republicans or an immediate destruction of the United States by these idiots. I don't know if we can take another three years of this nonsense. Two and a half. I'm not kidding. I don't know how much more of this we can take. And fix it. Border's broken. You're in charge. Fix it. Go fix it. Kind of freaking leader are you guys? Fix it. Imagine me being a rumble. Oh, rumble. We got a problem. You get it. Oh, okay. Uh, the other guy did it. Fix it. <sighs> All right. One last story I want to put out there. You know, I stay on top of this stuff. Google's by far the most evil company in America. There isn't even a close second. We canceled Google. We uh, forbid YouTube from carrying our, pl- our uh, show anymore. We uh, forbid them from operating an ad network on BonginoReport.com. I've warned you repeatedly about how awful Google is. Here, Daily Mail. Google goes woke. Search engine launches inclusive language function to cut down on politically incorrect words. Folks, this is by far the most evil company in America. Apparently, in one of their Google functions, if you try to type things like mankind, they post a suggestion to change it to humankind for offensive language. But there's been a weird externality generated from that. President John F. Kennedy's inaugural address should say for all humankind instead of for all mankind, Google's thing suggested. Their little uh, device there. Folks, get away from Google. Get them out of your life. Get off Gmail. Do not use Google Maps. I know it's convenient. Do not use Google Search. Get away from Google. They have infected every portion of our life. It is the most evil company in America. And finally, get off YouTube as quick as you can. Come over to us with Rumble. We would love to have you. We respect free speech for liberals, conservatives, and anyone else, unlike these communists, this horrible, awful company. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Please subscribe to my Rumble account. I'd really appreciate it. Rumble.com slash Bongino. And thank you very much for making us one of the top podcasts in the country. Uh, don't just subscribe on Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. If you wouldn't mind, the audio podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, they have various podcast platforms out there, please click the subscribe button. It's some weird little thing. They The top charts, how people find our show, it's measured on subscriptions, not on listens. It's backwards, I know. But if you don't subscribe, other people can't find us. So it's free. We really appreciate that. Thank you very much for all your support. I'll see you on the radio show later. You just heard Dan Bongino.